And good morning, Tim. Glad to be here with you. Yeah, you know, I, I got a kick. I, I'm riding down Atlanta Highway the other day, and I, I, I'm, I, I happened to notice, just glanced over, and there's Franklin's Gun Shop. Uh, obviously, you sell guns, he sells guns. You want to sell more than he does. That's the nature of business. But I couldn't help but notice right there in front of Franklin's Gun Shop is a sign that supports Andrew Clyde for Congress. What do you make of that? Well, it's about four feet by four feet, so I think it's great. <laughs> Uh, the, the rivalry, obviously, the business rivalry over the years, but he's backing you for Congress uh, in this particular runoff. Uh, what do you make of the prospects here? Again, there were nine folks in that race, uh, you and Matt Gertler coming out on top and earning your way into the runoff, a, a sprint to the finish now. What do you make of this? Well, um, you know, one of the things that um, that I have uh, you know, prided myself in a little bit is um, having good relations with folks, and I think Mark Franklin has realized that um, that when it comes to the Second Amendment, uh, there's one candidate in this race, and that's Andrew Clyde, who has the most knowledge of of, um, of any candidate, and um, uh, you know any candidate that's left, that's for sure. And um, so, for him, I think it's just uh, the logical choice, you know, to support me, and he understands. Uh, um, my background and my knowledge. Um, so I, I think that's uh, that's the right thing. In fact, it's not only Mark Franklin, but also um, there's a number of gun shops in North Georgia that are supporting me um, specifically, you know, not as a competitor, but um, as uh, their future congressman. Um, you know, there are significant differences between Matt and myself. You know, I'm a 28-year Navy veteran. I've got three combat tours, um, and uh, I've never, never sought public office before. I'm a successful businessman, and I've got a history of uh, fighting and winning against big government. All right, Ty, Andrew Clyde with his congressional candidate. Uh, it, it, obviously, guns front and center in so many conversations. I was just talking, and everybody's talking, that video we've seen in St. Louis there, uh, the, the, the case somebody hasn't seen it. It's basically this. It's a man and woman standing in front of their home. One of these mobs is coming by. They've already kicked down a gate, and they're threatening people. And so these folks uh, arm themselves, as the law allows them to do, as the Second Amendment says they have the right to do, and they find themselves under attack from mainstream media and from much of the pop culture. Now, what do you make of this? Well, you know, I think the homeowners did the right thing. You know, they defended themselves and their property, and um, and they did so with, um, you know, basically not a shot not a shot fired. And, um, you know, when you have a, a angry mob that is um, throwing obscenities and threatening to, um, you know, to harm you, then uh, you have to defend yourselves. Um, and I think they did the right thing. You know, the people that, that got on their property, they trespassed. And, um, uh, you know, I believe there was also an intent to assault um, uh, violation there as well. So, you know, I, I think they did the right thing, Tim. Now, we have, as I've mentioned, a group of mayors, and Athens Mayor Kelly Gertz is a signatory on this letter. Uh, they've written the legislature, Andrew Clyde, calling for a repeal of Georgia's stand-your-ground law would effectively limit your ability to defend yourself, your property, your family. Uh, and you would be in Congress. This would be a matter for the Georgia legislature to address. But, but as your understanding of state and federal law relates to stand-your-ground regulations, uh, what should we be allowed to do? Well, I think we should be allowed to defend ourselves. I mean, that's what the Constitution says, you know. Um, so 
so for you know the mayor to send a letter like that, you know, along with um, attempting to um, defund police, you know that that effort here in Clark County that gained a, a little bit of traction, you know, that just is um, that's illogical to me that um, that they would try to defund the police and then take away your authority to um, or reduce your authority to um, protect yourself. I mean, that just is not smart. You mentioned Andrew Clyde, uh, and and you've said this uh, in in some other forums here and some other venues that you and Matt Gertler, as the two remaining candidates, are two viable conservatives for the voters in the 9th District. But you say there are differences. Uh, You've touched on a couple of those earlier, uh, your business career, your military career. Basically, he's done some business and is in the legislature. He would point to a legislative record he says you lack. Uh, What do you make of the differences and some of the similarities? Well, you know... Though I, I lack a actual voting record, I don't think I lack a legislative record. Um, if you look, you know, between Matt and I, there's only one person that has a federal law named after me. You know, I mean, he certainly doesn't. I certainly do. It took six years um, of working with Congress beginning in October of 2013 through my testimony before Congress in um, February of 2015 um, you know, through multiple trips working with um, both senators and congressmen um, uh, from both sides of the aisle to get this piece of legislation passed. And President Trump um, signed the Clyde Hirsch Sowers Respect Act uh, on July 1st, 2019, as an amendment to the, um, to the Taxpayer First Act. So, I mean, for Matt to say that I have no legislative record, I just think is... Um, you know, that's disingenuous. And that speaks to Andrew Klein. There will be those who will know this story, perhaps those who don't. And we talked about it the last time we had you on before the election back in uh, the early part of June here. Some years ago, you, you'll know, obviously, 2013 or so, uh, the, the next thing you know, the IRS basically is kicking in your door and walking out with some of your money. Asset forfeiture money had to do with the way you were making bank deposits in a way that made made the feds a tad bit uncomfortable here. Uh, you one of the few people who can say you got an apology from the IRS. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Um, it was a beautiful thing to see. IRS Commissioner Koskinen was forced to apologize to me, uh, to my face, actually, in person, um, right there in the committee hearing room um, at the Oversight Subcommittee up in Washington, D.C. And um, <clears throat> not only did uh, he apologize to me, but, um, you know, he was uh, forced to change his regulations but the regulations change wasn't enough, you know, that uh, um, so Congress um, codified that into law. And that's what eventually became the Clyde Hirsch Sowers Respect Act. Yeah, just a weird case that unfolded here. And it, it, you were basically in trouble because you followed the law. The law says, you, you know, these bank deposits of $10,000 or more are going to be monitored. You were not depositing $10,000. You were still monitored and still had a bunch of your money taken away. That's exactly right. You know, it's like uh, catch-22. They they got you one way or they got you the other way. Um, you know, because this entire um, Bank Secrecy Act legislation was designed to catch illegal money, illegal gains, you know, that is not reported on tax returns, and that had nothing to do with me. Uh, everything I had was, you know, was completely legal money um, earned through Clyde Armory and fully reported. And the, the craziest thing is, Tim, that the IRS actually admitted that 
They admitted that it was it was legal money and properly reported, but they wanted they confiscated it anyway because they wanted a third of it. They wanted me to forfeit a third of that money back to them. It was just plain all about the money. It's it's the corruption within the IRS that really got under my skin and that um, that drove me, you know, um, in basically a crusade to take away their authority to do that. And that's what the legislation did. You know, they came after me and took my money. I went after them in court and took it back. And then I went after them through the legislature and took away their authority to take legal money. I don't think anybody's ever done that before. Uh, quickly, about a minute left here, about six weeks between you and that runoff election day, you, Matt Gertler, on August 11th. How do you spend that time? Well, um, we are going from county to county across the whole district. Uh, we've been up in Raven County. We've been in Union County. I've been in Elbert County, and that's what we're planning on doing. I think there are maybe six confirmed debates right now uh, across the district, and we're just traveling across the district to um, – uh, meet as many people as we can, um, talk to as many people as I can on the phone, just get my, my name out and, um, and my message out, you know, my message of limited government and, um, um, and putting a veteran in Congress. All right, again, uh, the website we might have mentioned, Clyde4, and it's the number four, Clyde4Congress.com, C-O-Y-D-E, Clyde4Congress.com. Andrew Clyde, best of luck on August 11th. Thanks for your time this morning. Thank you, Tim. I appreciate you very much. I look, to, look forward to talking to you again 